Welcome to Your Reality Recap, powered by Superpass. And the next day, you're fired. I'm Paris. Ew. Shut up! Shut up! Prostitution whore! I don't drink. I've never been drunk. Or as I call her, cracky. Talk about a bitch slap. Hello, everybody. It's me again, Eric Curto, a reality TV junkie and Superpass host over at RealityNation.com. I have a great show for you guys today covering Survivor One World, and I'm happy to announce that this podcast will be coming to you several times a week thanks to Reality Nation and Superpass. Each week, I'm going to be covering The Amazing Race and Survivor until the end of their seasons, and I'll also be covering some of your other favorite reality shows. There'll be special guests, giveaways, and fan participation, but more on that at the end of the show. And you definitely want to stick around for it, because Reality Nation is giving away a trip, not just for you, but to two of your friends as well. So, since we have a lot to cover, let's jump right into the recap. The second episode of Survivor One World starts off with the women returning from their first tribal council. Michael, hot banker, is complaining that he tended to the girls' fire while they were gone for hours. And by tending, I think he meant just got caught trying to put it out. Alicia and Christina decided that they should discuss the altercation that took place at Tribal, and for the moment, it appears they made up. But... From her confessional, Alicia is loving what went down and even says, are you ready for it? If Christina were drowning in the ocean, she wouldn't save her. Oh yeah, no, you ready? Listen. I mean, please, if I saw her swimming in an ocean and she was drowning, I'd probably look the other way. (laughs) Wow. Really, Alicia? You do know that you're a special ed teacher, right? Because, I mean, I just wonder what your students or... Worse, their parents are going to think of hearing you say that. But you know what? That actually raises a point that you guys can all weigh in on. Do you think that a person's actions on a reality show should spill over into their real lives? Or is reality TV life a separate entity from your real life and it shouldn't affect you? As a matter of fact, how about this? I'll put up a poll question on yourrealityrecap.com where you can share your opinion with me and the other listeners. Now, before you make up your mind, why don't you consider the unforgettable Sue Hawk speech from The First Survivor, which still to this day is one of the most memorable TV moments. Let's check it out. Kelly, I'll shake your hand and I'll go on from here. But if I ever pass you along in life again, and you were laying there dying of thirst, I would not give you a drink of water. I would let the vultures take you and do whatever they want with you with no ill regrets. Right. Now, I think we're all not feeling so bad about the I wouldn't save you if you're drowning anymore. A little? But, you know, that was just a small part of Sue's speech, and I'll actually put a link to the whole thing in the show notes. It's definitely worth checking out or reliving if you've already heard it. Now, I'm pretty sure that Sue has to 
probably, maybe, regret that speech, but let me know what you think in the poll. The next morning, Sabrina, and not the Teenage Witch, but oh my god, I love that show, was voted on by the Women's Tribe as the team leader because of her wonderful communication and leadership skills. She immediately says what all of us are thinking, managing these airheads is going to be exhausting. Personally, I think it was a great choice to have her be the leader. Just listen how she wants to make sure that everyone in the tribe has their voice heard by not letting them speak. So let's just set some ground rules and then I think it can go a lot smoother. Everyone has a right to be heard. Do you think we should like... Hold on, hold on one second. All right. Hold on, hold on one second. When you talk, get to the point, be direct. The quicker we can get through this meeting, the quicker we can get to business and get things done how this camp should be done, okay? Okay, I, I know that I'm going to be loving me some Sabrina this season, because she kind of reminds me of my favorite person from last year, Stacy. You remember her, right? Hi, I'm Stacy Powell, 44 years old, mother of four, funeral director, mortician, do it all. I like to get very devious, like a diva, love it, but I can't get down and dirty. I can hang with the next man. The biggest man. I will keep going until I get him down. At least you're doing me a favor. I didn't say it, you said it. But I helped you do it. But in a sly way. Oh, I just loved her. And, you know, she was a little bit Luan-ish. Like, like she could be Luan's long-lost brother. You know, bam, boom, bow, Luan. No, I won't play you that one. I won't play you that one. We, we need to get back to the show. So... Now that Redemption Island is gone, I was so excited to see one of my favorite parts of Survivor get the attention it deserves again. The Reward Challenge. I just love watching CBS go all out with the -the over-the-top challenges for amazing prizes, all hosted by the adorable Jeff Probst. Unfortunately, Jeffy decided he was a bit too tired from allegedly partying all night the night before. You do know that I'm making these parts up, right? Okay, good. And figured that he needed a way to just phone this one in, so he gave them a do-it-yourself challenge. And here's how that went. Hear ye, hear ye. Bring this envelope in the boxes to the clearing in a neutral location. When did Will become British again? Today, your journey will go one step further as you complete a do-it-yourself reward challenge here at your camp. Told you. Here's how it works. You each have a box containing a series of knotted ropes attached at the metal ring. The first tribe to untie all their knots, completely separating the ring, wins the reward. One ring to rule them all. Want to know what you're playing for? Yes, I do. You are competing to win a tarp. What? Seriously? A tarp? No, I get it. You need it. Not surprisingly, the guys won it yet again, thanks to Colton, who really pulled it out for them for the win, which shockingly leads the men's team to change their name from Manano, which, which, by the way, shouldn't their name been Salami? or Salani, but Salami would have been good for the guys, I'm just saying, or Salani. Anyway, the guys' team changes their name to Colton's World. Seriously, listen. I mean, this is my world. They should have called this survivor Colton's World. 
All right, okay, you got me. I'm not even going to try and convince you of that one. Because really, Colton will only pull out a win for the men at this point if the challenge was somehow to complain, whine, and play into every stereotype of the gay man possible. You know, like this. I relate more to, like, girls. And, like, I go over there, I try to help them. And then they're like, you know, you need to go. And they want to have a girl meeting. So I literally feel like I need to, like, find someone on the island and just build my own little hut and live there and just be my own little tribe, like the Colton tribe or something. Now, don't get me wrong, because this isn't to say that I don't also love me some Colton. He just challenges my bipolarish mindset. Because on one hand, look, I get it. You're really, really, really gay. Like a, like a gay guy, you know, like me, and, and your personality, it should be embraced and, and loved and respected. But on the other hand, your unwillingness to grow as a person, be open to new experiences, and not even trying to make a connection with the men's tribe is, it's just upsetting to me, because, you know, they're your tribe. And look, I get it. As a gay man, I have also felt insecure around other straight men, and it's always easier to connect with women. However, some of my best friend relationships are with straight guys who I just never in a million years would have ever have thought would have wanted to sleep with me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Wouldn't have wanted to just be my friend. But whatever, we're sidetracking. So back to the show. In an effort to, you know, gain some leverage, Colton votes himself out of his own tribe, gets back in through Redemption Island, and in an attempt to work with the men, shows Troyzan and Jonas his hidden immunity idol. This, of course, leads to three of them immediately making plans to get rid of the muscle. And by muscle, I mean Mike and Mad, who are totally my crushes for the season, and I love them because they're so hot, but whatever. Um, so, you know what? I'm just, I'm really not on board with this plan, Colton. I mean, this is one of those times where I actually would like you to play into the gay stereotype and keep those hotties around for some eye candy. I mean, clearly you didn't get the newsletter for this month's gay agenda, but... All of this drama leads us right into the immunity challenge, which Jeff has actually decided to show up for. The challenge consisted of a balance beam suspended over the water and all of the tribe members lined up on the beam for their tribe. One player at a time had to go around the other players without falling off or touching two people at once and making it to the other side. The challenge was fun to watch, but you know what would make it even better? A little segment I like to call Jeff Says. Guys ready to get to today's immunity challenge? Are you yeah. do-it-yourself, boy? All right, here we go. For immunity, survivors ready. Go. Bend those knees, bend the knees. Nice and slow. Remember, you can only touch one person at a time. No, leave, leave. Touching two people. Got to jump in and go back. If you touch two people at once, the person crossing has to jump in and start over. So be careful. Don't grab me with you. Even incidental contact can cost you. She's got these big old boobs. I can't get past. Leaf making his way past Colton. Just let me go. Cat Monica doing a little dance, starting to figure it out. Leaf's starting to make a little progress now. It's a lot of communication. Cat now working past Chelsea. Sit her around with your arms. That's what I do. You're pushing me backwards, which is not good. The women making no progress. Cat now going behind Chelsea, going to try a different strategy. Cat knows she's got to pick up the pace now. Bend those knees. Bend the knees. 
Nice and slow. Hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. I got you, I got you, I got you. Colt now working around Troy's hand. Don't jump me, don't jump me. I got it, I got it, I got it. Wait, we're good, dude. Just chill out. Okay, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. I got you, I got you. Colt Matt, nice recovery, nice balance. Catch, you got to go in. Christina's touching two people. Get in and go. Wrap your arm around me. Michael giving Colton a big hug, and that'll do it. Colton makes it to the end. Cat may not be the best person to have put on the end. Cat now back at Christina, making quick work of this. Well, give Christine one time. If it doesn't work, I'll go. I'll do it all. I I'm happy. I'd love to. Two hands. Cat reached out and grabbed you. Monica, you got to go in too. Jay now working himself around Matt. There you go. Push me around. I can stay strong in the core. Monica. Finally getting around. something going. Christina now giving it a go. All the way around. Yep. Oh, you got it. Got Troy it. is around Michael. Christina on, trying to get around Stop Kim around. now. This challenge is over. Men win immunity. See, now wasn't that a better way to explain the challenge? I, I really feel like I totally captured what happened, and, and I don't even want to add anything else, so let's just move on. Now... The girls return to camp after yet another disappointing loss, and immediately Kat takes the blame for losing the challenge because she kept just jumping in the water for no reason. Nina calls Kat a dumb blonde and approaches Chelsea, not Big Brother and Super Pass Chelsea, who kind of looks like Kat but doesn't act anything like her, but okay. Anyway, uh, approaches Chelsea about voting her out. Chelsea takes the information to Kim, and while they agree with Nina, like, all past seasons of Survivor, it comes down to the numbers, and they already have their alliance of five. Yet seriously, ladies, if you don't start winning challenges, your numbers aren't going to matter. You know, it's really early on, so, you know, vote off the weaker people now, or you're not going to win any challenge, and getting to the merge with numbers isn't going to matter. Back at Tribal, Jeff seems to get a little pissy again and says it's like talking to a bunch of 6th graders. Maybe they needed Alicia to help out. But anyway, it's, it's clearly coming down between Nina and Kat, of which Nina is fighting to stay in the game, and Kat shows absolutely no fight whatsoever. She even says, it's my fault we lost the challenge, but apparently that doesn't matter to the tribe. In the end, it's Nina who gets her torch put out, and it actually made me miss Redemption Island a little bit. Now, if this episode wasn't exciting enough for you, then let's check out the preview for next week. Next time on Survivor, it's men versus women, and chivalry is dead. Is there any way we could possibly have an amber? I'm a Republican. I do not believe in handouts. One world is out the window, and the women of Solani hang on for dear life. There's girls that are starting to believe we cannot win. I'm so freaking cold. Now, that concludes the recap for Survivor for this week, but if you want even more Survivor content, I suggest checking out Tribal Talk, hosted by Spicy Pants, only on Superpass. It's an hour-long show where past Survivors Skype in to weigh in on this week's episode. They also take your calls and Twitter questions. It's a lot of fun and a great way to be even more involved with Survivor. It's on every Thursday at 3 p.m. and all 
all the episodes are archived, so even if you can't catch it right away, you can watch it later and any other ones that you missed. The first episode had Cochran and Michaela on it, and today's show, if you're listening on the 23rd of February, has last season's winner, Sophie. So go check it out. Now, that about wraps up the show for this week, but I have a bunch of really exciting things to tell you guys. When you're done listening to this last little bit, you need to go to Reality Nation's Facebook page because they're giving away a trip to the Reality Rally in Temecula, California. Not just for you, but for two of your friends as well. It's just, it's it's filled with reality stars. They're raising money for charity. It's going to be amazing. And Reality Nation Superpass is sending you there. So you need to just go and, and go to the Facebook page and enter the contest while there's still time. But you can wait. You can wait like 20 seconds till this is over. So aside from that, you also need to be sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes because the next show will be out in a few days but I need your input. Besides The Amazing Race and Survivor, which I will be covering each week all season long, what other shows would you like me to talk about? I love, love, love RuPaul's Drag Race, Bethany Ever After, Project Runway, Jersey Shore, Housewives, Joan and Melissa, Bradbird World, Celebrity Apprentice, MTV's The Challenge, but you know, I want to hear from you. So hit me up on Twitter, the name's Reality Recaps, or my website, www.yourrealityrecap.com, and let me know. I'll also put the links to all this and the other things I discussed in the show notes as well. Also, whoever has the best comments and suggestions will get some Superpass swag like t-shirts and even be featured on the show. So yes, I am blackmailing you, and I fully admit it. But what are you waiting for? You have polls to take and comments to leave and swag to win. So I'll see you guys in a few days. Bye. I didn't say it. You said it. But I helped you do it. But in a sly way. <laughs>